You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Locked On Indians. This is your one and only host, Jeff Ellis of 24-7 Sports, um, over on 24-7 Sports. I have, uh, looking at the Cape, some of the stats that stand out for me and some names to know uh, based on those stats. Part of me wanted to just label it why Nick Gonzalez is going to be a Houston Astro, but uh, (laughs) we'll see uh, how things progress throughout the year. Uh, In addition to that, I have a Spencer Torkelson piece going up, and I'm in the middle of an Emerson Emerson Hancock piece. A uh, real interesting comparison between uh, 2020 Georgia and the 1987 Georgia team, which had two pitchers go in the top 14, uh, Derek Lilliquist and Chris Carpenter. Derek Lilliquist is currently the highest player drafted at sixth overall from the University of Georgia. Fun little fact. Um, on today's show, we're going to talk about uh, the game today. We're going to talk about Fran Mill Reyes. After the break, we'll get into the stats that I promised on yesterday's show and then realized I never got to. And before the break, we'll also look at some of the uh, scoreboard watching right now. Uh, you know, it's, it's close sledding for the Twins and the uh, the Athletics as I'm recording this. So, uh, the Indians won. I, I should be more excited. 10-1, to 1, that's a great game. That's a great win. Um, but it's the Tigers. <laughs> Tigers are really, like, I feel bad for the Tigers at this point. They are so badly managed. Um, I've actually enjoyed their last few draft classes, but they really struggle in terms of, like, development, you know, talking to a few guys who've come from that system, and, and we've seen that. You know, they've not really, a lot of their talent is not self-developed. You know, how many guys in this lineup were, uh, all the way through the system, guys. It's 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 not a lot. I mean, we got to see former Indian Willie Castro playing uh, shortstop. He's he's hit better than I expected in the majors at this point. Um, man, Miguel Cabrera looks like the worst contract in baseball. Watching this game, it's just that's going to be a hard one for the Tigers for a while. You know, I do like Jake Rogers a lot. I think he's an interesting player. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's about it. Uh, you know, as mentioned before, Turnbull is their best starter. The Indians were able to get to him uh, in this one. And I think where I really feel bad about the Tigers just in general is, yes, they spent a lot of years on top and spending, so they didn't have draft picks. But a lot of their picks and trades just didn't work out even when they did have them. And you're looking at a team who is going to go first overall pick, like the sixth pick, back to the first overall pick, it's looking like. And their minors, it's not like a, a, a loaded minors. It's not a team that I would, it should be better than where they are right now. And they should be better than where they are because some of these players should be hitting the majors at this point. You're going to have, and that's where it's going to get interesting because, I mean, Turnbull, Boyd, and Norris are three-fifths of a workable rotation. It's a, it's your three, four, five, um, essentially. And you hope that, like, you know, Casey Mize will get up there and there's some other pieces. Um, but, yeah, we got to see what they do. Matt Manning, uh, you know, those could be their one-two punch at the the front of the rotation. Um, you know, they took Riley Green this year, an offensive bat, 
it's going to be interesting for the Tigers. Now I know this is a Cleveland Indians podcast, but, uh, you know, in this game, the two things that stood out were, of course, the Fran Mel Reyes home run. That is his fourth in the last three games. He has been a man possessed. Um, eventually, he was going to figure it out, and he was going to hit the ball hard. Uh, the nice thing is he also had a pair of walks in this one. I mean, Carlos Santana, another three-hit game. Uh was it 21st home run for RoboCop, 14th for Kipnis, technically the 6th for Reyes, but that means 6th since he came over there. He's now you know, well past 30, especially with Mercado's struggles, another 0 for 5 tonight. His on-base percentage is really dropping. Like Having Mercado in the two holes is kind of driving me insane. Um, Tito will never do it because he likes to go righty-lefty, righty-lefty. He likes to balance out the lineup. But at this point, I'd love to see Linder, Linder, Lindor, Santana, Puig, then Franmil. Heck, you can still have Kipnis at five that way. You can figure out the rest after that. Um, but that's that's a lineup I definitely prefer to see. It's, I mean, Mercado needs to play every day. Put him out there in center. I'm not saying pull him out of the lineup or anything like that. But just put him at the bottom of the lineup. I mean, he was playing over his head earlier in the year. Anyone who really looked at the numbers, looked at the scouting tape, knew this. I stated this repeatedly. He's closer to a league average, maybe a below average bat. Um, But the defense should make up for that. We'll see how things go. But he he has struggled so badly. And that two-hole by advanced analytics is the most important part of the lineup. And they're putting a guy out there who's a rookie with big-time struggles. So, such a forward-thinking front office and such a backward-thinking managerial staff. So, in terms of the standings watch, the Indians got the big 10-1 win today. Oakland um, going to the ninth, currently up 2-1. Minnesota just got another run across. They are up 3-1 to one going into the 8th, and Tampa is getting slaughtered by Houston 15-1. to one. So what does this all mean in the great standings chase? Well, the Indians look like they are going to stay uh, neutral in the center. In terms of the wild card, they will you know game that game on Tampa. Um, Oakland will still be a game back of the Indians. Tampa is going to be two back and that also knocks Tampa currently out of the playoff picture we'll see how things continue to develop but I mean it's it's rough Tampa lost two in a row to Baltimore and then you have a very good Houston team and you go out and you get shellacked um that's a rough three-game stretch I mean the Indians lost a few to Baltimore too but to lose to Baltimore multiple two games in a row and then get absolutely destroyed um in the midst of the playoff hunt late in August, it's it's not a good look. I mean, it's never a good look, but you do wonder how they're going to react to this. It's going to be uh, a big test for them. And, you know, end of the week, that Cleveland-Tampa series, highlight it, circle it, do everything. It is a huge, huge series if you're a fan of either of those teams. We got two sponsors again today. Let's... uh. Let's talk about Postmates first. Um, Postmates is, because we did them second yesterday, I've talked about them before. The nice thing with Postmates, and the thing I always point out with them, is they save you time. They save you effort. Um, you know, sometimes I'm at work for like nine hours a day. 
I come home and I realize there's, I don't have milk and I'm like, I'm just going to have cereal for dinner. Um, Postmates will deliver that milk. Um, You know, if you're not feeling well and you need some cough drops and some, all that stuff to help with the cold Postmates delivers it. You just pull up their app and see what's available. Uh, You know, I've talked about Taco Bell is a dangerous thing that Postmates delivers in my area. Because uh, I am definitely a fan of the Taco Bell. Don't don't at me. I, I like bad Mexican. I'm sorry. I like good Mexican as well. I like all Mexican. But uh, Postmates will bring me the Mexican food that I love uh, any time of day, any day of the week, 365 days, 24 hours. So if you go to that app we've talked about, you download the Postmates app, use that promo code locked on, you'll get $100 a free delivery for the next seven days. So you can go crazy, really try out the service and see why Postmates is a fantastic service. Our other sponsor is bluechew.com. Blue Chew is the little blue pill. You can go see the active ingredients. You can know what's in it. So you won't uh, get suspended like MLB players who are going to the gas station and getting some uh, non-labeled uh, male enhancement. If you do need a little help, if you're a major league baseball player who um, wants to get a little bit more, but is uh, struggling maybe a bit in the bedroom, this is your chance. Uh, go to bluechew.com. Use that promo code MLB. You're going to get a. You pay the five bucks for shipping, but you get a free trial. You get to see what it's all about. You can try it out. Uh, I can't guarantee it's going to be better in the gas station, but I'm pretty sure. I'm like 99% sure it's going to be better than anything you're going to pick up at a gas station. It's chewable. It hits your bloodstream quicker. It's got the same active ingredients as the big names who have made lots of money over the years in Viagra and Cialis. BlueChew.com. They're the underdog. Indians fans should like that. Go, uh, Go try out the underdog. So we're back. And I said we'd talk about some stats. So I thought we'd start with the over on Baseball Savant and kind of look at some of the statistics on there. It is interesting um, looking at hitters just because Roberto Perez has definitely kind of hit a scuffle point. And as you remember earlier in the year, he had a lot of red um, throughout, like hard hit and things like that where he was high. Now he has no red, but he does have blue. He's in the bottom 6% of expected batting average. Um, And that's always going to be an issue in his game. He is never going to – he's going to be like a – 210 to 225 hitter, but he walks a lot and he hits 25 home runs and he's a plus defender. You you live with 225 a catcher when with everything else I described. Um, he's also a plus framer. There, there's a lot of reasons to be more than content with Roberto Perez, even though, yes, he has not been as good as he was earlier in the year. Not a lot of guys on Cleveland have a lot of red in general, except for two. Um, Obviously, Carlos Santana, top 4% in weighted on base percentage and top 7% in exit velocity. He is hitting the ball hard and he's getting on base. He's in the, He should be you know, a top 5 MVP candidate by the time the, the year kind of comes to a close. Um, when you look amongst teams like you know, DJ uh, Matthew in New York, Nelson Cruz in Minnesota, uh, Mike Trout, I'm sure there's, I'd have to look at some statistics in front of me, but you're just thinking in terms of contenders and names that stood out. Um, Michael Brantley, that might hurt to hear, but with what he's done in Houston, he might be one of those names. But Santana as well. And the other guy is Fran Mil Reyes. I mean, top 6% in barrel percentage, top 7% in hard hit, top 3% in exit velocity. 
top 9% in expected slugging and top 7% in expected weighted on base. Uh, so Fran Mill Reyes is really good. Um, it makes those losses to the Mets all the more painful because for some reason they decided to not play him in those games. Again, he had played in the outfield all year for the Padres. It's not like you're taking a guy who's been a DH and putting him in the outfield. You're taking an outfielder who's been playing DH and putting him back in the outfield. Um, I don't know if it would have made a difference in any of those games, but it would have made the team better. Um, I also am very curious uh, about the people who are calling him a bum, what their statements are at this point. Uh, baseball is a patient game, but baseball is also a game where these guys have long tracker records you can go look up. It's going to be fun rooting for Fran Mill Reyes for the next five years. Um, enjoy him, to take a line from uh, the uh, Dolan, the owner of the Indians. Just enjoy him. Uh, so those guys stand out. It's you know a lot of other guys are kind of just average, solid, um, nothing that that really stands out. Those are your your ones in terms of the stat cast. In terms of stat cap pitching. If you were to try to guess who has the most red, I don't think anyone would ever get it. And that's because it's Tyler Clippard. His weighted on base, top two, top three percent. His weighted um, weighted on base con is top two percent. His hard hit percentage, top five percent. His exit velocity, top one percent. He has some of the weakest contact of any pitcher right now in baseball. Expecting batting average, top 3%. Expected slugging, top 5%. Expected weighted on base, top 3%. And that expected weighted on base con is top 1%. Tyler Clippert is the Indians' best reliever. Um, I don't know if we all realize that. I mean, his batting average against is a 179. There's a lot of things here that show that Tyler Clippert has been really good for the Indians this year. Um, he's a free agent to be. I'm curious if they will try to re-sign or lock him up. I kind of counted on him being gone, but uh, he's performing really well. So we'll have to see. Adam Simber is still top 5% in that uh, weighted on base consistency. He's still top 7% in barrel percentage. So there's a lot to see. And again, my note on Simber is he was extremely lucky in the first half. He's been extremely unlucky in the second half. He's a solid reliever. Um, Don't freak out when it comes to him. We're going to ignore Carlos Carrasco's blue because the man had leukemia. Shane Bieber has no red but does have blue because he's bottom 8% and hard hit percentage, which is kind of interesting to see that – that's his one kind of stand. Nick Wetgren, at some point, it's, the Roosters are going to come back. No, that's not the expression. I'm not going to try to do whatever expression. It, things are going to catch up to him. He is in the bottom 1% for exit velocity, bottom 2% of hard hit percentage. He's basically the reverse of Tyler Clippard. Clippard, when they do hit it, no one's hitting it hard. Wetgren, when they hit it, they're hitting it really hard. They're just clubbing that ball. And for all the people out there who are like, Corey Kluber is washed up and hurt, and the Indians shouldn't pick up his option. A, you're insane. <laughs> uh, pitching is really hard to come by. He took one off his forearm. It was early in the year. We did not have a ton of data. And guess what? He's still the top 9% in exit velocity. So, yeah, c- cool your jets. 
Uh, Clevenger expected slugging. He is in the top 8%. Let's see. Uh, Plet- and this is the other guy thing I have to talk about for Adam Pletko. So we've, we've talked about there's a degree of smoke and mirrors, but he's in the top 9% of hard hit percentage. So that is how a guy like Pletko is going to be successful. He doesn't walk a lot of guys. He does give up contact because he doesn't strike out a lot of guys, but it's not being hit hard. So he's limiting the damage. And that's how he can continue. And I mean, he's pitched really well today. Pirate or the Pirates, the Tigers. Um, it's a Triple A lineup for the most part. He should pitch well, but I mean, Plutko has pitched better than um, I gave him any credit to be able to pitch this year. If, if I'm being honest, I completely blew that, and it, it pisses me off. If you'll pardon the language, from the perspective of a few years ago, it was such a, a Plutko mark. I'm like, he does a bit of everything. He's going to be a good back end arm. If he was a second round pick instead of an 11th rounder, I'm like, he'd be a top eight prospect in this system. Then he scuffled in AAA. He got to the majors last year and really scuffled. And I kind of left that wagon. And he's shown this year that Adam Plutko is a number five starter. And maybe that's not exciting, but. The Indians have depth that most teams don't have. There are a lot of people. You look at that trade deadline when Homer Bailey is getting traded um, for something. When you look at, I mean, a half season of uh, Tanner Rourke, who, I mean, is a better pitcher than Adam Plutko, but still just half a season of him netted um, Jamison Hanna, who's a really interesting outfield prospect. A lot of people really liked him in his draft season before he went on to be a second-round pick. So there's you know, there's so much value in a guy like Pletko. So the last component on here is always the running. Who's out there doing things with their feet? And it just comes down to Mercado and Greg Allen are fast. Mercado is the top 3% of uh, you know feet per second, and Greg Allen is in the top 7%. And that's what it comes down to. A lot of people have kind of doubted Greg Allen defensively over the years. He's fast, and he never makes a bad read. Uh, doubt him at your risk. I'm very curious to see. I mean, he's there's a lot of positives with him. I think he's no worse than a fourth outfielder going forward. So those are your your advanced statistics. I'm gonna I'm gonna make this one of the shows where I go a little bit longer, going to the 20 minute area, and let's just talk about some of these offensive statistics um, over on FanGraphs. I, I'm a big fan of that runs created plus because it just spoils everything down you can just look at offensive production jose ramirez was arguably the worst hitter in baseball in the first half um, near the bottom of this category before his injury um 100 average he got himself up to average production for the year speaking of ramirez um if you heard me talk about the injury on monday's show i was like well typically it's about six to eight weeks what did they come back and say five to seven weeks so right in line with what I had stated. We'll see um, if he makes it back for playoffs. And again, he's not going to be quite the same hitter for about a year after that injury. But he's at 100. Lindor is at a 120, which is the same with Luplo. Luplo's injury is one of those that I think it's overshadowed. Like, yeah, we talk about J.R.M., we talk about Kluber and Salazar and Clevenger missing time. Luplo had become such a central part of that lineup against lefties. He was a plus bat against left-handers. 
and you take him out of the picture and it is you know Naquin and Allen that's not their forte it makes the lineup weaker because you're taking a guy who is a plus bat and you're going to guys who are a below average it's a big change and he was I believe today doing some rehab work so hopefully we'll see him back Mike Freeman is next up at a 112 tied with Yasiel Puig and then at close to 100 is you got Naquin at 97, 95 for Mercado, 92 for Perez. Naquin is, all three of them are down a bit. Also tied at 92 is Brad Miller before we get into Kipnis at 83. And again, that's kudos to Kipnis who really had a rough start and getting up to 83, which is not a good score, but he has, he's put forth the work to get there. So it's it's interesting to look at that and also just to kind of take in how good Santana has been and how consistent he's been, that this is one of the better offensive seasons we've seen in the last decade for an Indians player. Um, in terms of the rest of the league, his weighted on base percentage is currently 10th in all of baseball. Before you get mad, uh, yes, Michael Brantley is 6th in all of baseball. Uh, and then, you know, Pete Alonso set that home run record is ninth. But Jeff McNeil, his teammate, very underrated as seventh. So Matt's team, I already talked about him, and the Indians aren't playing him again, so I can't go into really interesting squad. I'm curious to see what they do with all their bats this offseason. FIP, I talked about how that's one of my favorite pitching stats, fielding independent, uh, pitching ERA. Aaron Saval, lowest on the team. We'll see. It's, it's still first time through. Clevenger is next. Lack of innings is what hurts him. He has almost 100 less innings than Shane Bieber due to injury. Then comes Brad Hand. Yeah, he's not been good at late, but his FIP, he was he was amazing at the start of the year. Hunter Wood is a bit of a surprise for me there, but it's, again, small sample size. At two at nine games, Kevin Kevin P, Kevin Ploiecki is, had two games, but that's good enough to put him in there. Next is Tyler Clippard, who we already talked about been extremely effective this year has the stats to show it yes he's 34 but if they gave you know maybe looking into trying to do a similar thing to what they did with Oliver Perez with a very attainable vesting options um, Oliver Perez is 37 he met his vesting options he'll be with the Indian Sanctuary at age 38 and he has an identical FIP to Tyler Clippard so again that's kind of your baseline maybe you can try to get that done uh Bieber is next, then Cole, Josh D. Smith, and Nick Wetgren. Here's where it gets interesting to me, because Kluber, Carrasco, and Bauer are your next three in that order. So, I mean, Bauer was the lowest of this group, and if you see that Bauer has not produced since he went to Cincinnati. Um, okay, real quick. So the the, the Bauer story where he kind of blasted the coaches. Um, I do not think he was crapping on the city. He's never really crapped on the city or the fans. He's He's been a jerk at points, but he's not someone who has gone after Cleveland. I think he had massive beefs with the coaching staff here before he left. Um, they are not analytically inclined. They are very old school. And it's very interesting because I talked about it in a tweet that like when you talk to, and I talked about it on this podcast, that you talk to pitchers who have come over from the Reds and they're like, wow, the development is night and day. They tell me so much. 
they're you know they they know my body they know my body mechanics they're the indians are very good about that and the reds not as much but at the major league level it is likely the reverse the reds went out and got a new pitching coach Derek johnson i want to say he helped develop a lot of top arms at vandy he was the brewers pitching coach last year and he quit to go take this job with the reds he was a cubs pitching coordinator he is very analytical he's very advanced he's very good at his job and I just think it's interesting because when you look at the whole picture, it really is the, the Indians minors are all about analytics and biometrics and development and knowing uh, your opponent. And the Reds majors are that way. And then the Reds minors are not that way. And the Indians majors are not that way. So I, at the end of the day, I'm not a huge Trevor Bauer fan, but I do get where he's coming from. It's the same thing I've talked about at many points this year that it's a coaching staff that is not forward thinking. They're in the last century of thought, and they're not uh, not advancing with the times. And I think that's basically what it gets down to. Bauer wasn't crapping on Cleveland. Read the full article. Uh, he was just insulting the coaching staff uh, in a backhanded way. But yeah, so the the Indian staff. I don't know how confident I am. Um, Clevenger has been good, but it's very short outings. Bieber has been good, but not quite as good as he was at the start of the year. And everyone else is a back-end performer. It's not quite how it was even a few years ago when you had Kluber, one of the most feared pitchers in baseball, Carrasco at the top of his game, being one of the top ten pitchers in the American League. Um, and Bauer was more inconsistent for a lot of those runs. Um, yeah, in... We can always go back. I mean, people talk about Kluber's bad performances. I, I still can't get over the fact that two years ago, Carrasco was the hottest pitch in the American League, and they used him in one game. Uh, yeah, it's... in the. I guess my final point on the Indians today, as I'm running super long, is that this is a team that is very, very flawed, and I think they're going to get to the playoffs, and we'll see what they can do. They have some interesting pieces and parts, but this very much feels like a bit of a bridge year to me, and we will have to see how they progress. We are very close to the end of the month, and you know it's going to be very interesting speaking of progression to see who they call up and who's going to be you know, someone who's potentially a part of their postseason roster. Thank you for listening, and as always, go Tribe.